Select the mask agents best suited for this mission. Jason G, DJ, movie writer, 80s guru, vehicle code name, Frontier. Wyatt B, sound engineer, movie writer, airman, vehicle code name, Dakota. Personnel approved. Assemble Mobile Armored Strike Command. Hello, MassCast listeners. Welcome to MassCast number 13, where we will be reviewing episodes 1 through 10 of the cartoon and taking a look back. I am your host, Jason, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, my partner in crime, the Bo Duke to my Luke Duke. Wyatt, how you doing tonight? Yee-haw! Okay, again, hit hit the high notes like John Schneider can. Thanks, Giffy. That's my favorite car right there. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get to this. Yeah, I've, I've been saving it, so this is kind of a special edition of Mass Cast, so figured I'd lay it on you tonight, Mr. Duke's fan. That's right. How are you doing out there, Jason? I'm doing fine, doing fine. Uh, our Mass Cast listeners want to know... Have you been getting any sleep? I get a few hours. Not too much, but a few. More than my wife. It's <laughs> been about a month now since Wyatt became a father for the first time, and he's probably propping his eyeballs open as we speak. How did you know? <laughs> I, got a, well, we, I got my Coca-Cola Zero right next to me, hoping that the caffeine will at least ease me by for the next few minutes. No Mountain Dew. Okay. We'll have to go into the story where uh, I opened a warm can of Mountain Dew and uh, dumped a pixie stick in, in his car going down the highway. We'll have to get into that story another time. Yeah. But anyway. And there's another episode with Mountain Dew for both of us. <laughs> I swear someone spiked it. But anyway. <laughs> well, we welcome everybody in. Uh, just a quick uh, couple announcements. Uh, Wyatt and I's schedule has kind of gotten... Uh, Point where we are going to do about three episodes a month, about about once a week, and we're going to take a week off here and there. And uh, it might change a little bit during the summer months, but that's what we're going to kind of do moving forward, and we appreciate everybody tuning in. We're happy that everybody is checking out the new Mask Movie site. There's a bunch of new features. We mentioned them before, but I'll go ahead and mention them again if you're tuning in maybe for the first time, that uh, uh, we've added links at the top of the page um, we've got categories you know where you can kind of go in and dive into some of the parts of the script we've revealed um, you can find out about the actor polls that we conducted last year and people voted on um, there's just a bunch of different things you can check out and uh, we invite everybody to go over there go in and, and we're gonna have a still have the the poll up each week something new this week is obviously Vote for your favorite episode among the first ten. And uh, we've gotten some votes. We'll get into that down the road. But are you ready to do some reviewing? I'm ready to start the mass cast. We 
start with episode number one, The Death Stone. And the plot is Venom steals a strange meteorite with healing powers and uses Switchblade to that's disguised as a UFO. 66% of our voters rated five for this episode. However, your fabulous duo here rated it four. We both rated it four. That's right. I think we both agreed it was a good episode and... Uh, of course, there was some drama involved, Hondo getting hurt and having to use this meteorite to heal him, basically. Did his getting hurt have to do with me? That doesn't make any difference. He just needs your help. Hey, where am I? Just doing my job. Overall, it was a good start to the series. I think the main reason that I remember us voting it four instead of five was we wanted more of a beginning or an origin right. to the show rather than, boom, Mask and Venom exist. Yeah. So episode one, was a, we voted it was a four, and for the first few episodes, we were kind of voting along the same lines and wondering if we were ever going to find an episode that we differed in opinion about, and we eventually did. But uh, what did you think of episode one overall, besides the obvious rating? Uh, really, I actually liked it. Um, if you get past the, the quirks of, of it being one new, there's no story, you know, beginning story, uh, on top of um, uh, how it started out as, uh, if you looked at the image, you got the right-hand side driving, like a British or something. I didn't put any interest into that, but it was funny to see how they started out. Um, but it was neat to see all the other stuff that they had incorporated and, and, you know, rekindled our, our childhood because, you know, you get to see the, the mask table platform. We've been calling it the Voltron platform yeah. where it lifts it up and, you know, you go get your masks. That was pretty neat. You get to see um, the use of the hologram from brad uh really we got a good taste of everything and i i liked it i really did like jason said we're a little bit better of a starting story but all in all we enjoyed it agreed well that leads us into episode number two the star chariot where the plot here is venom funny enough it's always venom steals a mystic mystical arrowhead rumored to point the way to an alien spacecraft buried in the desert We've got all the vehicles we need. Maybe, but this vehicle has something you lack. Intelligence. The intelligence of a civilization millions of years beyond Earth. A ship that came from so far away must have an incredible propulsion system. I'll adapt it for an unbeatable new generation of Venom vehicles. We had a 53% voter rating for five. And 33% of the voters rated it as a four. And this is where, again, Jason and I voted it as a four. And it was probably us that's given that 33%. I'm not sure. <laughs> it could have been. I didn't keep track of how many votes uh, were cast each week. But, uh, yeah, I think we both agreed it was a, another pretty good episode. Um, maybe a few flaws in it that we didn't really you know, sit well enough with us to to rate it a five, um, had some good drama with Scott and T-Bob 
uh, almost getting crushed by that rolling log. And uh, there was some, yeah, there there were some kind of silly points about it though. I think at one point, uh, Mayhem loses his pants. Yeah. Uh, when they're <laughs> shooting back and forth, which is kind of, I don't know, that was kind of corny. Looks like we caught Mayhem unaware. <laughs> Go get him, mask. <laughs> Roll off your attack. I wouldn't want that fine young boy to get hurt. Don't worry about me. Blast them. Dusty, Gloria, pull back. The fox has eaten the rabbit. But all in all, it was it was a, a pretty good episode. I agree. And that moves us on to number three. I feel like I'm David Letterman here. <laughs> going in the opposite direction. Top ten. Yeah. So, uh... The, Episode 3 is The Book of Power, and here the plot is Venom steals an ancient book which holds the secrets of a mythological city of riches. Blessed Book of Power, reveal to us the way, holder of ancient secrets. Who are you? The Book of Power, I want it. Here we got 45% of voters rating it as a 3. Ooh. And then 27% of the voters rating it as a 4. So this wasn't as light of an episode as the first two. And we, of course, predictable as we were, we both voted a 4 again. Um, I think the Book of Power, you know, it, there was a few kind of mystical things about it maybe that people didn't like. This was, I got kind of an Indiana Jones feel to the episode. There was a lot of booby traps towards the end of the, the episode. Um, I think what kind of made me drop it down one from a five was the ending where T-Bob accidentally finds this huge idol behind this you know secret door that's right there amongst all the uh, monks. Um, so that was kind of a, I don't know, <laughs> I didn't buy into it too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a corny ending myself. Um if I remember right, there was a few flaws that I had picked out in this. One of them being that uh, T-Bob's voice is different. It's not the kind of place I want to go. Uh, that mouth, it looks like it's screaming. It isn't a mouth. It's the doorway to Mong Paco. We go inside. We? Mong Paco? Come. T-Bob and Rax, yeah. Yeah, they both had all uh, different voices, and I don't know if that was something the vo- voice actors or the characters were trying to change up, or doesn't matter. It, would just, it just didn't sit right with me with the, the different stuff as well as the ending. So that's what gave us the four, which pushes on, on to, coincidentally enough, episode four, The Highway of Terror. The plot here is Mask tries to retrieve a stash of military plutonium that Venom plans to use to power an earthquake machine. It's all set. Did you see those army guys? The trap doors and smoke bombs worked like a charm. Yeah. I wonder what the captain said when he found out his shipment was missing. Well, if he knew what we were going to do with the plutonium, I don't think he'd be too happy. Now, this was one of the favorites, uh, at least from voter rating. 90% of the voters rated it as a 5, and that includes Jason and I. Right. This is one of my 
probably two favorite episodes of the first ten. It seemed more uh, realistic, the plot. Um, I think we involved the uh, Peaceful Nations Alliance for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we got that kind of, we got the government kind of teaming up alongside of Mask, which was cool. Um, Scott and T-Bob weren't really involved in the episode really at all, except for that one little point where they find out the lake is gone. But right. Matt, Matt drops them off at the lake and, you know, it's on with the mission. We had a little bit of drama there where uh, I believe it's Dusty gets buried amongst some uh, beams or rubble and Hondo has to come and, and kind of help him out. And uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was, you know, one of the best from start to finish. Right, and I agree. We got to see a lot of use of the mask. Um, T-Bob and Scott were used just the right amount, really. Uh, they weren't annoying, but they actually helped out, uh, carry out a few things in the episode to piece it all together. And, uh, yeah, it was it was one of the... One of my top favorite episodes of the of Mask. And that moves us on to number five. Video Venom. Venom hypnotizes innocent people through their television sets and threatens to use them to attack a Texas oil refinery, if not paid, a hefty ransom. Now, we have uh, 70% of the voters rating it as a 5, and this is the first time that we see your dynamic duo here disagree on the ratings. I voted it as a 5, and Jason, you know, he was picky and all. He rated it as a (laughs) 4. Big difference there, yeah. You build up the drama, I think, one episode too early. (laughs) <laughs> for our rating <laughs> you were a little more generous and as i as i went back and compiled all of our ratings together it was fun to see but you gave every single episode a five or a four did i not one three not one two <laughs> i guess i haven't not hated one, one yet <laughs> no it was comical to me to see just to see that and uh you were kind of spot on almost uh every week um it was either a five or there was some flaws or something that you didn't like and it was a four <laughs> i was a little more critical than you <laughs> from week to week but it, video venom was a was another pretty well done uh episode i think it just had a few little minor things that kind of stuck out to me the plot was revealed i don't know almost too late to me in the episode it was kind of revealed once they made it to that uh large cannon or weapon that they had stolen from the uh, military there, the military train, and they didn't really reveal what they were going to do with it until the episode was almost over. Um, but it had some, it had that countdown at the end, you remember that, where they're, yeah. uh, he's getting ready to fire the weapon, and then all of a sudden, poof, uh, Matt used Spectrum to change it into sunlight or something instead of being that high-powered right. laser. I don't get it. No explosion. Of course not. I used my spectrum mask to change the laser's energy into ordinary sunlight. And all Venom did was give some lucky Texans a brighter day. <laughs> right, and see, I Got thought it. the opposite. I liked that the plot wasn't revealed. I liked that mystery that you had to figure out what was going to go on. What was Venom really after? Were they after the train? Were they after that, that cannon? Was there something they were going to use together with it? Or... 
was a whole something different. I, I actually liked that. I guess maybe that's why it pushed me towards a five. But I do agree. I, I really didn't make it big enough dent for me, but I didn't really agree with uh, the whole spectrum changing it to sunlight. I mean, not just as anticlimactic. I mean, really? So, uh, and that moves us on to number six. And this is the Dinosaur Boy. Venom abducts a strange lizard creature whose antibodies prolong human life. Now we get some drama. Yes, this is where we really, I mean, you know, Jason and I are like at each other's throat in this one. We got 46% of the voters rating it as a 3, 30% rated it as a 5 or a 4, and 24% rated it as a 2 or a 1. This was a very all-over, like, rated episode, which is actually pretty cool to see. Uh, Me, I was, of course, too generous, according to Jason. Uh, him, you know, he was a little critical, I think. He rated, rated it as a two. Yeah, with you giving it a four. And it it was fun. To, I think this was the, the first episode where we got, got some comments from the the people back and forth for the, you know, different uh, you know, kind of what they thought of it and everything. But I, this is my least favorite episode of the first ten easily. The thing that bugged me at the beginning of the episode was they didn't use the uh, voice trigger, so to speak, to activate the masks when they're chasing the uh, the dinosaur down and they use it to destroy the bridge and stuff. It just, you know, they had used it through the first five episodes and they didn't, for some reason, use it at the beginning, at least, of this episode. There's a lot of hesitation kind of in the delivery of the lines during the show I think was what kind of threw me off as well and it just kind of had this kind of like thrown together episode kind of feel there wasn't really uh, a consistent kind of story or something to to tie it all together besides these whatever you want to call them lizard dinosaur dinosaur (laughs) they didn't even know what to call them it's quite remarkable really a reptilian man of some kind he had the characteristics of a dinosaur. Let's take a primitive reptilian, like a dinosaur, and see what they would have looked like if they developed into a human-like figure. I'll be hogtied. Our lizard man and the dinosaur are kissing cousins. Quite right. And no one's discovered these, uh, dinosauroids, if you will, because of the unexplored territory here. So, I don't know. That's that's kind of why I was overcritical, I guess you would, you would say. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I didn't... I saw the glitches, but I didn't think a lot of them. I mean, I took notes, of course, and that's why it got knocked down a little bit. But I really liked the the back and forth that uh, was happening. You know, there was a little bit more of the, the, I call it the soap opera, where they go back and forth between scenes. And that was, I guess that's what kept me at the fore, because I liked that, seeing that they were trying to do some more interaction with with the animation and so forth. I, I do agree that there was a little bit of hesitation. I, I'm sure they could have come up with a better, at least name, because they were all over yeah. the spectrum, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you know, they could have said, okay, Dinosaur Boy or Dinosaur Creature and then let it to Dinosaur Boy. But they went all over. They said Lizard. They said the, the whole nine yards. They said it. Yeah. So, uh that moves us on to number seven, the ultimate weapon. Venom obtains a device that jams the control systems of masks' vehicles, rendering their opposition immobile. 
Our voters' rating was 100% of the voters rated this episode a 5 or a 4. Or a four. Yeah, nothing below a 4 on this so, one. And 46% of that was for the 5, 54% was for the 4. And as you can, you know, kind of surmise, I was on the 5 rating and Jason was, you know, 4 rating, so. That's right. Um, <laughs> it was a good episode. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't have too many complaints with uh, the Ultimate Weapon. I, I think it's one of the maybe top three of the first ten. We didn't have the mask uh the Voltron room or chamber room, so to speak. They didn't show that scene in this. Uh, the masks instead were being put on in the vehicles, um, which was different. So that was, I, I don't know. I'm, I like to, <laughs> I like to, some consistency, but it's good to, I guess, kind of change it up every once in a while, which is which they've done through the first ten episodes. Um, we got to see some split-screen animation, which was really cool. Um, it was a good use of Scott and T-Bob. Um, I guess what kind of bothered me was uh, that the agents knew a little bit too much about kind of what uh, Mask was doing. And I think that's what kind of threw me off. I I thought Miles was maybe fooled a little bit too easily, too, by the the hologram at the end of, like, 400 Mask vehicles coming to get him. Right, and they're all duplicated. It wasn't like individual cars, you know, a repeat of Thunderhawk, a repeat of Rhino, and so on. So on. These multiple holographic images ought to give me a case of ice cream. Good show, Brad. Come on, we've got to stop Rax and Dagger. So that that moves us on to number eight, the Rotex. Venom steals a swarm of metal-eating bugs secretly developed by the military. 88% of our voters rated it this episode either a 5 or a 4. And both your hosts decided to think that it was the greatest or one of the greatest episodes we've seen. We're back on on the 5s. I know I really enjoyed this episode. It's probably one of my favorites. I think the biggest help for me really was how there was a lot of drama. More, There was a lot of mortality here. We get to see... The vehicles either wrecked, destroyed, we get to see them crippled. You know, they're actually taking hits where before we might ding or do something with jackhammer or switchblade, but eh, they're fine. They're still working. Everything's fine. Where they're here in the episode, you know, they're struggling to get one vehicle to kind of sort of run. And we see Matt instantaneously pick Thunderhawk to get it working, at least to get the job done. Listen up, you guys. Here's the situation. The Rotex are going to multiply in less than four hours. When that happens, Venom will have millions of them. And he can control them with that device of his. Right. We've got to stop them. Bruce, what can you put together with the equipment we've got left? Fogo stick? Come on. I need Thunderhawk, Bruce. You can do it. But we also got yeah. to see a lot of other things, too. We got to see the firecracker bike and the little axle car, tandem car, off of Rhino. Exactly. And that's uh, that's what I really liked about it. We got to see some new you know, parts of the vehicle work. It was an even battle between the agents and the mask agents. It wasn't like you know some of these where we've had like eight mask agents and three on the Venom side or whatever. Right. But it was uh, well-rounded uh, both sides. 
some neat uh, aerial shots of Thunderhawk and Switchblade kind of dogfighting. Um, you know, they, the the episode ended with the vehicles all destroyed, and we were like, well, are they going to continue that into the next episode? Um, and, you know, they're still working on the vehicles or something. They didn't, but it was still kind of a wasn't your typical laugh it off and you know in the episode it just kind of left them we won but we're kind of crippled at this point right um and they they did integrate the use of the psa i think back into the story as well right which kind of helped me rate this one a five but definitely one of my favorites among the first 10 we got a couple more left we have the oz effect Venom uses a strange vortex machine to abduct a village of Australian Aborigines and forces them as slaves to mine valuable crystals. Ready, suckers, for the ride of your life. 44% of the voters rated this episode a 5, 33% rated it a 4, and 23% rated it a 3. I gave it a 4. And Jason, of course, you know, we thought he was, was one of the threes. <laughs> yeah, he was. I thought he was gonna start being one of us. Well, yeah, we were back on the agreeing path there for a couple episodes, and I, this isn't too bad. Just, you know, we're off only one, but yeah, there was a couple things that didn't sit well, I guess, with me. And I, I guess as we, you know, got onto episode nine and ten, I, I gave him both a three. Um, I was a little more critical. Being, you know, having that experience of the first eight episodes and, and what to expect and what they were kind of delivering with. And this one, the, the, the call-ups for the agents were kind of, I think I called it lame. We had the, I think the blue transport plane for the first time, but we didn't get to see much of it. It was just like a quick, and that's all we saw. The plot, um, you know, they left, they were getting these, uh, they were mining these emeralds, and we didn't figure out whatever happened to them at the end of the episode. And the girls in the episode um, didn't really have a purpose. Their masks weren't used, and it was just kind of like they were there. So I was a little more critical of it, uh, giving it a three. What, what, what did you take away? I really thought it was the animation uh, that really kept it at a four for me. Uh, I did all see all the flaws and and so forth, but it was it was the animation, I guess, that that got me. I think this is where they they do the uh, kind of split screen. It was kind of cool to see the the kind of just uh, well, they were kind of like triangles or uh, odd shapes. Anyway, they were integrating them. I think that's what really helped. Is they were it seemed like um, the cartoonists were really testing the waters with uh, with the cartoon, the kind of graphics, if you want to call it that. Yeah, they used some, if you remember when uh, Buddy was in quote-unquote disguise and walking up, they kind of used picture-in-picture. Picture. Yep, yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the animation was, was pretty cool and to have that uh, included in the episode. So we got one left. Number 10, Death from the Sky. Venom uses a tractor beam to steer a meteor to Earth, which threatens to destroy a major city. 90% of the voters rated this episode a 5 or a 4. Jason was not one of them. (laughs) 
<laughs> I might have been the only one that, that rated it a three, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, it was one of those where I had it, you know, I always kind of rate, I start out with the five, and if there's a few things that I, you know, not so agree with, I'll drop it down from a four. I don't start from, like, you know, I, I've, I've got high expectations, in other words, um, to start, but it just seemed the ending just killed me. Killed me. Um, Lifter, Bruce had used Lifter in the episode, and it was pretty much burnt out. Can't hold it much longer. Plane slipping. Your mask will burn up any second. But then he somehow, it gets fixed, or it, you know, cools down, I think, as you assumed, right. and uh, was able to use it at the end to help save the day. Um, and then... I, I didn't get why Venom kind of retreated at the end. There was no real need for them to retreat. And then the ultimate slap in the face for me was when Miles turns around and blows up his own sub. That one kind of <laughs> that one didn't sit well with me at all. So I went from five to four to three, and that's where kind of my my masco meter stayed <laughs> <laughs> at the end. So now but we have to any, change our poll name to Maskometer. Yeah, it's the Maskometer. I give it a oh, four, geez. and, you know, the same things. I guess what kept me interested really was there's still the drama. You know, you get Firecracker, which we were actually talking about this in the last episode where we think, you know, this is leading up to getting uh, the 57 Chevy that he gets for, as a replacement, but... That right, poor right. truck, it gets beat up all the time. But I liked, you know, again, I like seeing that where, where they're near, you know, they're really in danger and so forth. So something has to give. They have to go rescue him. Like you said, with Lifter, you know, it was burning up. And I, I could see your angle where you think it was just, it's done. It's it's kaput. I guess I see it as, you know, it, it's just like any other device. If you let it cool down, maybe the thing will work. So I didn't think I didn't read into it as much as you did. We both were confused about what that little house was used for. So I know that was a little uh, markdown for me. But all in all, it was actually a very good episode. I, I enjoyed it. I kind of liked seeing the blunder of Miles blowing up his own sub. But you know that's just me. So what was your favorite or perhaps defining moment out of all these episodes? My favorite moment. Um, has got to be when I think it's in the Rotex when Thunderhawk touches down and it just gets destroyed. It just kind of made the whole cartoon, you know, after watching seven episodes and I think Rotex was number eight, it made the cartoon more real. Um, you didn't see a lot of people, you know, getting hurt or anything in cartoons like G.I. Joe and uh, even like Transformers and stuff like that. But, you know, we had Hondo getting hurt at one point, and I don't know. It just kind of showed the mortality of of everything, and uh, that was kind of my moment that stuck out. And that and the animation was awesome. You know, like the doors are like flying right. off, and uh, I just I remember that moment the most out of the first ten. What about you? I'd actually have to agree. Episode eight, the Rotex, was probably the my favorite episode out of all these. Loved all the drama, loved the, the mortality of the vehicles and the people. We get to see just, you know, like he said, the, the carnage of old Thunderhawk just getting 
torn up and so forth. It was, I enjoyed it. In retrospect, though, what one thing would you have liked to see uh, in these first ten episodes? I guess probably the main thing that I would have liked to see that we didn't get to see was just the the beginning, the origin story, um, how Matt and Mayhem, you know, kind of separated or, you know, there is a a small origin story, I believe, in the comics, which maybe we'll get to in a future mass cast, but we just didn't get that, which I thought would have, if we would have had, you know, like Thundercats, I think there was a one or two episode kind of lead in. Mm And, Same with uh, Voltron. Right, Voltron. I think had like f- three or four episode lead in. Right, so, Transformers so. had it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it would have been nice to see something start out, but maybe you know, Mask was taking it from the the, the uh, comic book and hoping you know he read the comic books and watch the TV show. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, so I'm going to jump over here to our poll. Uh, I put the poll up to you can vote for whichever episodes were your favorites. We mentioned probably the Rotex and the Highway of Terror were two of our favorites among them, and those are the leading vote-getters so far. Uh, 11 votes for Rotex and 10 for the Highway of Terror. The next highest is the Death Stone, the very first episode, and then Video Venom right behind that with eight votes. And poor Dinosaur Boy has not gotten one single vote yet. Well, that uh, kind of gives us the clue. It was not one it, of it our favorites. It was probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, one person comment to uh, this week's review uh, post. Let me guess. Who was it? Uh, Anna. Yay! Anna. Our favorite person. We get to hear from her each week. And she says this week... My favorite of the first ten episodes is Video Venom. The chase scene with Matt and Vanessa in the middle of that episode is one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. I like Highway of Terror a lot, too, especially the scenes with Mayhem in the rocking chair. I remember that. that yeah, was that was cool. good. And Mayhem and uh, Rax in the balloon. And she also voted, she said, for the Oz effect. So, thank you for commenting pretty much each week, Anna. We appreciate your input it's good to have a female uh a female perspective (laughs) as well as a venom fan so that's gonna about do it for our review episode um we're glad everybody joined us and has been joining us over the last 13 episodes of masscast now um we want to thank bill fairies from matttracker.com for coming on with us and uh we also had a good time if uh, you'll remember, I believe it was episode 6 of Mass Cast where we talked about the Series 1 toys. Right. Which I uh, am still enjoying. Of course you are. <laughs> Actually, just this week, I finally got my hands on a G.I. Joe specialist Matt Tracker. I posted a picture up on the, the Facebook page and I uh, was glad to finally get one of those. It's pretty cool. Nice. The G.I. Joe... Uh, you know, did a special, did a special figure of Matt Tracker. They should do more. I wish they would do more. But um, anyway, so we're gonna. The next time you hear from us, we are gonna go on to episode number eleven, which is the magma mole. And in this episode, Venom is using a mole machine to 
drill into the earth, which threatens Tokyo with devastating floods and an eruption of Mount Fuji. So we're going international again. Maybe we'll see the plane again. I would hope so, but you never know, I guess. That's right. Well, we've had a blast. We enjoyed this episode of reviewing all the, the first 10 episodes, and we hope that you'll join us for the next uh, series from uh, 11 to 20. And until then, we thank you for listening to MassCast.